Welcome to episode 106 of the Ask a Chief show, where we answer all of your burning questions on all things health, fitness, and nutrition. We're your hosts, Lauren and Jason Pack, and we're on a mission to bring inclusivity and positive vibes to the fitness space. Today, we'll be discussing if we recommend any additional mobility programs, how our training has changed since we became parents, and whether or not we are pain-free. We hope you're excited. Let's get into the show. All right, Achievers, episode 106. Yeah, this is this is a like some interesting questions today. Yeah. That's making us really think about it. A little bit more uh, personal. Yeah. Yeah. Right, state of things. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we're going to be flying to Florida tomorrow, actually. No, to, yes. Yeah, tomorrow. Right? Yeah, yeah, tomorrow. Yeah. Well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we don't really have much to say. <laughs> it's also early in the morning and we are a little groggy. <laughs> Kendrick's not being the best sleeper right now. Yeah, he's I think been he's in a little some... bit of a regression. Yeah. Ho- hopefully this is the regression that like two weeks later we're like, oh no, this is the regression. <laughs> I mean, you can't wake up more than every one hour pretty much, <laughs> can true. you? It's true. It's true. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> but it hasn't been like quite four months, so... Yeah. Right, yeah. No, he's three and a half months, but he was two weeks early, so That's technically true. he like is in the four-month developmental That's true. stage. Okay, so. let's just hope that this is the regression. Let's go with that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all right, let's get into the question. So the first one is from... Mini, mini van dad bod. What a great <laughs> handle. <laughs> I said that in a third alias. <laughs> um, mini van dad bod said, do you all recommend any additional mobility pro- programs such as ROMWAD? Um, yeah, they said ROMWAD or mobility wad. Um, yeah, I think it just depends on your goals and how much time you have to actually commit to just overall physical fitness, right? So, you know, these programs, you need to consider that they're not miracle programs and that mobility there's a lot more at play in terms of improving mobility than just continuous stretching there's like you can you can make sure that you need to hydrate better you need to make sure that you are managing your stress that you're breathing well like there's a lot of different factors at play in terms of improving overall mobility even just like your program overall so if you're constantly bench pressing day in and day out and not doing enough pulling work and not doing enough T-spine mobility and shoulder mobility work, then that's going to be a factor and all the stretching in the world won't be, you know, um, counteracting that. So there's a lot of different factors at play. I will say that I think they're excellent in terms of just like a recovery workout. So in between days, like adding in more mobility work won't hurt unless you're very mobile in the first place. But, you know, I think they consider... Mobility Wad and Ram Wad also have like stability based stretches as well. So it's not purely just static stretching, but a lot of like more like active postures where you're holding stuff um, and incorporating a little bit more stability work, which I think is great. Yeah. And I mean, it's so funny. Like we get so caught up, I think, in our world of where we're. We're so used to going through a warm up and then having some mobility work sprinkled into our our workouts. True. And then yeah. I sometimes if we go to like our gym that's in our apartment complex building, I watch people come in and they literally walk in and they clearly have just come back home from work, right? Yeah. And they walk in and they just go right to the bench, like right to bench pressing. Yeah. And they start squatting and deadlifting, and I'm like, oh. Like you didn't, you didn't warm up at all, <laughs> and like not even just <laughs> zero warm to up, sixty, not even warm up those movements, but like they didn't even like move their head around or like, you know, like loosen up their shoulders a little bit. And so 
some I feel I feel like for a lot of people, if you're not even doing any sort of warm up, like start there before you start doing an entire that's true dedicated like mobility day and just having that as one day of the week. Like start by sprinkling into all of your workouts, and then you have four days of mobility work as opposed to one day of focused mobility work and not doing it the other. That's so days true. Of the week. So true. Yeah, it would be like having one really concentrated strength training day as opposed to dispersing across two, three, <clears throat> four days and getting that kind of consistency and that sort of um, like technique refinement over time. Right. Yeah. It's like having a salad on one day a week and then pizza every other day. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, yeah. So. so yeah, yeah. I love the idea of just sprinkling <laughs> it in throughout your general workouts. Um, and, you know, they're definitely not bad programs. I think like the more conscious you are of being more movement oriented, like throughout the week is great. Um, but they're not just like going to be like miracle mo mobility like cures. It has to be like a conscious focus like throughout your entire program and your entire life basically. Yeah. It's just like anything else we talk about. Consistency is more important than intensity. Yeah. Um, so being more consistent with your mobility work will be more important than one day of like really crushing your stretching routine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like in terms of the type of like mobility work that they're recommending in these programs, we definitely agree with like most of the stuff that they're recommending, right? Yeah. So like I think that a lot of people think if they're if they feel tight or they feel like their mobility is restricted, they're just like, oh I'll just like go do yoga. Yeah. Or something like that. And and sometimes I mean, we think yoga is great, but it's not always addressing like the specific joint mobility issues that a person might have. And sometimes it may even force them into positions that they're not quite ready for. Yep. And so I think that some of these programs help to kind of bridge the gap. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Cause I mean like downward dog is a baseline movement in yoga and like, I don't come close to achieving that. <laughs> um, but I would be able to achieve like, you know, more regressed versions very easily and so, yeah, just kind of like meeting you where you're at. And I think these programs help you to do that. So, yeah. Yeah. Cool. cool. All right. Question number two is from Fit Degree. And they said, how did your training change since you both be, since you've both become parents now? <laughs> Greetings from Germany. <laughs> Good question. Yeah. Um, so it's definitely changed um, for both of us, but in, in probably different ways. So yeah. I'll start. So obviously for me, I'm the one who went through labor and delivery and carrying a baby for nine months. So it's been a bigger change in terms of just what I'm doing. Um, so I was able to, I was lucky enough to be able to train consistently throughout my pregnancy, um, which helped me now to be able to be a little bit more, um, like doing some of the movements that I'm doing now. Um, so I was able to strength train first trimester. I was l less consistent just because I was really tired and a little bit nauseous. Second and third trimester, I was able to be very consistent, like three to four days a week of strength training. Um, so then once I had the baby, I took about four weeks completely off, like really nothing. Um, I had a nine pound baby, <laughs> so I had to recover. And, um, and so I did some like very light walking and that was it. And then by about four weeks, I started to incorporate some really light, um, like core and pelvic floor exercises. So like glute bridges and some, um, just like breathing mechanics and all floor based exercises that I could do like while Kendrick was taking a nap. Um, then from there I started to gradually start to incorporate some light strength training in. So body weight exercises, mostly for upper body at first. So things like TRX rows and, um, maybe some light dumbbell, like overhead presses or kettlebell presses, things like that. 
And now I've, I'm about 14 weeks postpartum and I'm now back into a pretty solid strength training routine where I'm deadlifting, squatting, benching, doing pull-ups. Um, so I've kind of like gotten back to a lot of the movements that I've always loved in terms of strength training. So it's been a little bit of a journey, um, but now that's where I am. And when I am working out, my priorities right now are efficiency. So I'm making sure that I'm working out as like efficiently as possible so that my <laughs> workouts don't take me longer than an hour because I typically don't have longer than an hour um, between needing to either feed Kendrick or get him down for a nap, different things like that. So my, my biggest priority are is time and then also just like getting in the exercises that I think are going to be the most effective within that time. So trying to do total body workouts that incorporate as many kind of movement patterns as I can within that hour that I have. Yeah. Nice. So that was a long drawn out answer of kind of like this entire process for me. <laughs> you, should, you should talk about pelvic floor PT at all? Um, no, I didn't actually. And that's really important. So I, between, in between, I talked about, um, doing some like floor based exercises at home, but in between doing that and starting up with strength training, I also saw a pelvic floor physical therapist and started doing pelvic floor PT every single day, um, on my own. I would see, I saw the physical therapist like in person, I think four or five times. Um, but she gave me all the exercises that I needed to just incorporate at home. That was huge because it actually helped me to be able to recover, not just um, from delivery, but also from pregnancy. I did have some um, diet. I still don't even know how to say it. If, if it's diastasis or diastasis, <laughs> um, like even my two PTs I talked to said it differently. So I don't know. Um, but anyway, it's a little bit of separation in your abdominal wall where you're um, the basically the soft tissue or the connective tissue gets stretched and you can actually feel a space in between the two sides of your abs. Um, when I first saw the PT, it was a little more than two fingers width separated. And now it's, I can barely get, um, one finger in between. And so a lot of the exercises she gave me were to help to bring those, that separation back in together so that when I went to do exercises like pull-ups where I really needed to use my abs, they were working they were actually functioning properly as opposed to me having to compensate for them not being able to work properly. <laughs> nice. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, as for me, um, you know, I think the biggest things that are different are just that, you know, prior to this, I would probably mm -hmm. work out, um, you know, consistently about four times a week and I would average about probably like an hour and a half workout. And there's a lot of kind of like resting and kind of like not really, um, not, kind of like dilly dallying a little bit between sets and definitely not not really much of that anymore <laughs> um and also what i would do is i would have you know i would have much more um volume and intensity based workouts so i would do um rep schemes like five by five and i would have like a lot of different compound exercises and these days i'm focused a little bit more on toning down my volume and intensity and focus a little bit more on exercises that are quote unquote easier. So I'll still start off with a compound movement, whether it's an Olympic lift or a back squat or, or some sort of power lift. But then after that, I might forego like dumbbell chest presses in favor of pushups, or I might forego pull-ups in favor of like a cable pull down of some sort. So it's a little bit less um, of an intense exercise, but I can still get reps in and still get, um, and uh, my volume in and <clears throat> I can do that without taxing myself too much so if I if I am mm -hmm. low on sleep that day and under recovered then I know I can just 
switch to these kind of like quote unquote easier exercises. Or if I am feeling more energetic and feeling better, then I know that I can go in and just do, um, you know, exercises that I did previously, like a bench press or like a pull up and not worry too much about it. So basically, I've given myself a lot of room for flexibility to adapt my program and to just basically take it day by day and understand that, you know, if I am in an under-recovered state, I don't have to force myself to do something because it's written down on my program. I can make sure that I can just make some modifications and make that training day successful and over the long run having multiple training days be successful like that is going to net a much larger effect than trying to force myself into a program and potentially hurt myself or discourage myself. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. And I kind of did the same thing um, where the first, I think the first like six weeks that I was actually back in the gym, I, I didn't put myself on a program at all. I didn't even yeah. write anything down because all I wanted to do was get in and move and sometimes just like have a little bit of mental space for myself, right? Yeah. To just like kind of separate <laughs> myself from this kind of crazy thing that we're doing in <laughs> parenting and, and just have like a half hour in the gym to move. And so if I felt like I was committed to a program, if I couldn't quite do it that day or if I couldn't, if I didn't feel up to the moves or I was too tired, I would have felt more discouraged than good. And so instead of putting myself on a program, I was very loose with what I, what I did. Now I'm, because I, we've kind of worked out a routine and we've become a little bit more structured in our day-to-day -day life, I have put myself back on a program because I do enjoy having something where I can see week-to-week -week progress. Um, but again, like Jason said, not holding myself so accountable to any sort of like number goals or anything like that, just being more like this is, I want to be consistent with these movements so I can feel like I'm getting stronger there, but not like I have to hit 135 on this lift today or yeah. else I haven't, you know, it's been successful in my program. It's like, oh, cool. I, I went up five pounds from last week. That's all I really care about. It doesn't yeah. matter what the number is. Yeah. And um, I, think, I think both of us are very focused on consistency, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think for me, like my determining factor for success for that week is if I made it into the gym four times that week. Yeah. And if I haven't, then that's, you know, that's suboptimal. But I now I don't, I've taken away focus from if I don't hit this weight or if I don't hit this many sets and reps or if I don't get this many exercise in, like these are much lower on the priority list than actually just getting into the gym itself, which is a big shift for me at least. Definitely. And Something that has been extremely helpful for us, and it helps that we're both very much on the same page, is just how, how we support each other in the fact that we know we both have, um, we, we both want to work out. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it can be really hard for new parents, especially if only one of those people has fitness as a priority, if only one of the parents does, because yeah. it can be... Like when you're in the throes of like a colicky baby or a, you know a baby who's not sleeping and and your partner says I'm gonna go to the gym for an hour, it can be really easy to resent them for that. Totally. And yeah. be like, Are you serious? You're gonna leave me here with this <laughs> crying baby to go like do something for you? And it feels like if you're not on the same page with that, it can feel like that person's being really selfish. But Jason and I both are very clear that we're both gonna be better parents, better partners if we have that time to go into the gym and to, to feel better about ourselves. Cause we come home and we feel refreshed. We feel we can take the baby from the other one and be like, <laughs> all right, let me give you a break now. But if we didn't let our, let each other have that time, I think we would be a little bit resentful of each other for that. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, it definitely helps because we, I mean, we've been working out together for 10 years, like 10 yeah. years longer, actually yeah. longer than that. And so we understand that this isn't just like a, a thing that we're like just like trying out like th this is, has been important to us for a long time so 
um, we're making sure that we, we each have our own space to make sure that we help accomplish, help, help each, each other, other. accomplish <laughs> doing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I think, I think we know. Yeah. 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 People get it. Yeah. Um, but if you're out there and you're like a new parent and you either you or your partner, um, or both of you feel that you're not really quite able to get in the workouts that you're wanting to get in, I would just recommend having a conversation with each other and just talking about why this is important to you because the, the person on the other side of it, if they're not, if it's not important to them, they probably don't really understand why this is so important to you and they might yeah. just think that you're trying to get out of the house for an hour. But if you can explain to them that when you feel better physically, you're, you're there, you're more present emotionally and mentally and you know and you I mean feeling better physically period should be enough yeah <laughs> but it all comes together to make you just a better parent and a better partner and I think when somebody understands that they'll be clearer about why you're asking for that time yeah yeah I think just kind of like listing out like what your priorities are and so you know if uh, your, your priority might be video games it might be like recreational sports like there's all sorts of different factors that could be at play and then it could just be a compromise in terms of like, hey, I know that you're going to be going out on, you know, uh, Saturdays and Thursday nights to play, you know, whatever sport that you want to play. Like, would you be okay with me going to the gym on Mondays and Wednesdays and kind of just like allocating like that and it just becomes a very much an even split and no party feels guilty for leaving the other party. Yeah. 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 Cool. cool. So. Communicate and then be consistent. Yeah. <laughs> Those are the two pieces of advice. <laughs> All right. Awesome. And then the last one is from Teddy Ted Ted. What great <laughs> handles today. Um, and he said, are you guys pain-free? It's um, a good question. At the moment, yes. Yes. Yeah. For me. for me, at least. Yeah. Are yeah. You? yeah. Yeah, I am too. Um, but that is like, we're, I'm chronic pain-free. Like, I don't have anything that ails me um, that like flares up or anything like that. Yeah. You do a little bit. Yeah, I do um, in my knees, actually. Yeah, so you and want to talk about that first? <clears throat> yeah. So I've got some um, patellar tendinosis in my knees. And patellar tendinosis is basically tendinitis that has gone left untreated and continued to get irritated and then actually develop some actual structural damage within the tissue itself. So it becomes much more of a process to recover from rather than just resting which is what tendonitis would pretty much indicate you towards. Um, this was back when I was in, I think I was like 23 years old, and I was, I saw this like box jump program online, and I was like, oh, I want to increase my vertical. I was like playing a lot of sports at the time, and I was just box jumping like crazy, and I was doing all sorts of various jumps, and it got really bad in my knees, and still 23-year-old me was like, no, I'm going to push through the pain. I got this. And then like I had some pretty pretty bad pretty bad damage in my knees after that um and i've gone through pt and i've gone through a lot of uh you know corrective exercise drills and stuff like that and if i'm not careful and let's say i play football for like four hours or if i incorporate a lot of high volume squats and single leg squats and lunges into my program my knees will get achy over time but now they're at a point where you know i can keep it at bay as long as i keep these like considerations um in mind but beyond my knees, right now, I, I think um, I'm, I'm pretty much pain-free, pain actually. But prior to that, like, throughout my lifting history, like, I've had wrist pain. I've had, I've fractured my elbow playing football. Um, I've had lower back pain. Like, I've had all these different ailments before. And I think, you know, I think it's actually really beneficial for me in terms of understanding what people are going through when they've experienced a certain type of injury. Because there are people out there that 
have never injured anything. They've never broken a bone. They've never gotten a fracture. They've not, never had tendonitis. And so it's difficult to understand what someone is feeling like when they're in pain to relate with them and understand what kind of maybe psychological stuff is going on, mental stuff is going on, and also just like how it feels physically. I'm able to relate on a more personal level because I've gone through a lot of these different ailments. So, you know, it's great that it's in the past, but I'm glad that I've experienced those things. Yeah, that's sort of exactly where I was going to go with mine as well. So I'm currently not in any pain, um, but I definitely have gone through phases of, of experiencing different things. And one, like I have a couple that are, that commonly pop up um, here and there. So like I have um, something with my neck where if I go too heavy on pull-ups, I tend to, like if I'm doing weighted pull-ups, I tend to tweak this spot in my neck. Yeah. Um, that kind of, then I have a hard time turning my head, <laughs> um, the next couple of days. And so I just know, and for me now I am very aware of when it's going to happen and I can cut things off earlier. Um, so I used to just be like, oh, that, I feel like I'm, my neck feels a little weird, but like my program called for three more sets of, <laughs> you know, 12 kg pull-ups. So I'm going to do them. Like now, if I feel anything at all, I just stop it. And I know that that's the smart decision. And so I can, again, like Jason was saying, like if somebody comes down from a set of pull-ups or comes down from any set of anything and says something felt a little off, I'm very quick to say, let's, let's switch it up. Like let's, let's either bring the weight down or let's actually call it for the day. And a lot of people start to get like, Oh no, no, no. Like it's not that bad. I, I yeah. <laughs> like they start to try to backtrack like, Oh no, I was just, it's just a little something. Like, I don't think it's anything bad because they don't want to feel like they're failing at their program. And so because I've had these experiences and Jason's had these experiences, we can say from experience, you know, it's never a good idea to try to push through anything, even if it feels really small, because it can become bigger and then it can set you back much further than not doing these last two sets right now. Like if you actually let it go and you work through some pain that becomes then an injury instead of just a little tweak, then you have weeks of recovery as opposed to you just missed a couple sets. Yeah, exactly. You, right. you miss way more than two sets. So. Right. So I think that having those experiences and understanding what's kind of like a little tweak and, and where to go from there, I think is just really helpful to us as as coaches as well and I've definitely I was a gymnast so I was injured all the time growing <laughs> up um I I've broken lots of bones I've had lots of sprains lots of little various injuries so I definitely can relate to what it feels like to be in pain what it feels like to be injured both physically and emotionally because it is really hard emotionally to be yeah. injured and to feel like you're um, not able to do something so you've you've also gone through many surgeries as well so you <laughs> yeah. understand that whole process of recovering from that, like pain medications, like that whole game. And I'm, I'm definitely foreign to, so I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm not well-versed if someone has come in after a surgery, but uh, you've gone through quite a bit, right? Yeah, I had my appendix removed. I've had, um, I mean, I've had a lot of surgery. <laughs> <laughs> there, nothing, luckily, not going to win, nothing too major, but just like, yeah, appendicitis. I had my tonsils and adenoids removed. I had... Uh, like bone surgery. So it broke both my, I broke my hand. I broke uh, some bones in my feet doing gymnastics. So uh, my nose, yeah. <laughs> I've had dental surgery. Yeah. <laughs> lots of different things. So I understand that process as, as well. Um, yeah. So I think there's a big correlation to how we're structuring our workouts these days and focusing on consistency rather than load and intensity that is basically helping us feel pain-free. Yeah, right? I was trying to think of, like, I mean, obviously, I had some pain after childbirth. Yeah. <laughs> that's a little bit, that's a different kind of pain. A little different, yeah. A little different kind of pain. Um, but besides that, I can't remember the last time that I felt like I was in pain due to exercise, right? Yeah. Like, we just, we program 
ourselves, we program for ourselves in a way that we know will, I mean, you can't ever fully avoid totally yeah. pain and some things are just going to pop up, but we at least have a pretty good idea of certain limitations that we might have and, and we work around them. Yeah, totally. Yeah. All right. I think that's about it. Cool. Cool. Well, those are all of our answers to your burning questions for today. Thank you so much for sending them in. And if you have more questions, you can DM us at Achieve Fitness Boston on Instagram. If you like this podcast and you wouldn't mind helping us out with an iTunes review, that would be awesome. And until next time, peace, love, and muscles. muscles.